So in my business career, I, I started out as a newspaper reporter. And years ago, I worked for a, uh, an editor who, who used to tell me when he started out that he wrote, would write a really long story. And his editor would bring, come, call him in and say, why did you write such a long story? And his answer was very revealing. He said, I told him I didn't have enough time to write a short story. And it's really true to, to, to edit things down, to condense it, to get it more concise, to eliminate redundancies, to stick to the main points. It takes more time. And uh, I think a lot of times my messages tend to reflect my ability to get information, get it down real fast, but not then to go back and, and really smooth it out and make it usable. So as I was praying about this, that was, that was on my heart about how do we, how do we communicate ways that are briefer to the point and still accomplish and say all the things that need to be said? Now, this isn't to be negative about long prayers because clearly there are long prayers in God's Word. So, for example, Psalm 119, the whole psalm, which is extremely long, is written in the language of prayer. Uh, in my Google search, Nehemiah 9, 5 through 38 is thought to be the longest prayer in the Bible. And yet they say it takes about 12 minutes to read it aloud with expression. And when Jesus prayed for his disciples in John 17, um, he used only 26 verses. So clearly there are longer prayers. We're told that Jesus prayed through the night. Uh, so clearly long prayers are biblical, but so are short prayers. Uh, I'm sure you have people that you're very comfortable with and know extremely well, and you just have certain things that you move and gestures that let people know uh, what you're wanting without having to say a lot. So if I'm getting up to go for a ride and my wife's sitting in the chair, she'll stick her arm out. She doesn't even have to say anything. It means, you know, here, give me a hand and help me out of my chair. And I do that. So she, she does that. In the mornings, uh, we have a, a practice where whoever gets up first goes and gets the other one coffee. If, if I'm in bed and she comes in, I just look up and say, coffee. And that's not a demand. It's my way of saying, honey, I love you more than life itself. And you're everything to me. And if you would be so kind, would you please get me a cup of coffee? But she understands when I say coffee, that that's what I mean. And, and I think there's some things in the Bible where there's that closeness that enables us to, to, uh, to pray very briefly, but very effectively. So that, that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I have some examples, uh, Psalm 119.86. Again, Psalm 119 is all in the language of prayer. But the psalmist cries out in verse 86, he says, help thou me, three words. And God obviously helps him. Matthew 14.30, Peter's walking on the waters. We're all familiar with that story. He looks down and he prays, Lord, save me. Three words, Jesus saves him. Numbers 12, 13, when Moses discovers that Miriam has leprosy, Moses says, heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. Eight words. One of the most powerful prayers in, in, in all of Scripture is Luke 18, 13, where the publican begs, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Seven words. The disciples in Matthew 8, 25 are in a boat during a great storm while Jesus slept, and they cry out, Lord, save us. We perish. 
five words. And I don't imagine they said that as calmly as I did in any of these situations. Luke 23, 43, there's nine words where the thief on the cross says, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And when the disciples asked Jesus for instruction uh, of, of how to pray, uh, they said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples in 11 words. Then Jesus gives them the Lord's Prayer, which in the Luke account is 58 words, and the Matthew 6, 9 account, it's 66 words. So here we have eight prayers, a total of 51 words, which reminds me of a quote I read uh, where, where Luther said that the fewer words, the better the prayer. And I think sometimes the shorter the story, the better the article. Same thing going back to, to my newspaper days, but I, 51 words, eight prayers, and all of them were answered. So in these prayers we have, and there are other examples, of course, and there's examples of longer prayers, but uh, in these we have petitions for a variety of things. Like the psalmist is crying for help. Peter on the water, disciples in the boat, rescue and safety. Moses for Miriam, healing. The publican, the thief on the cross, salvation and mercy. Disciples asking how to pray, how to pray, instruction. So what do these prayers have in common? You know, as, as I thought through that, those praying had faith that God would hear and answer them. I think so often, you know, we pray, but do we really believe that God's going to hear us and answer us? The second thing is they all knew or wanted to know Jesus. I don't think it does us any good to pray if we don't know Jesus, other than like the publican saying, God have merciful to me, a sinner. Uh, so they all cried out, and they wanted to know Jesus, or they knew him. They cried from their heart. They really felt this, and it's something they really wanted to happen. They were short and to the point, and they were very specific. I know I, I feel like a lot of my prayers are very broad and general, and in this case, we're finding these are very specific requests. And they had a sense of urgency with them and a sense of desperation in most of these cases uh, that I think we need to have as we pray for revival is the urgency of God, do it now, move now, do it, please God. And all of these prayers were answered. And also one thing that's really interesting about these eight examples is all those who are praying were close to Jesus. You know, and, and I, as with my wife and the story of her reaching her arm up, there's a closeness there that we can relate to. And we know what people are wanting and saying because we're in tune with what they want and we're in tune with their needs. And if we're in tune with Jesus' needs, when we ask him for things that he says he will do that we know he wants to do, we can believe in faith that it's going to happen. So in the location, Peter was walking toward Jesus on the water. When he looks down and begins to sink and cries out for help. Moses had just spent time with God and who had appeared in a pillar of cloud. He comes back and finds Miriam in need. The tax collector was in the temple. The disciples were in the boat with Jesus. Lepers were waiting for Jesus to pass by. And they cried out. Uh, I think I missed that one in reading, but you know the story where they cried out and uh, praying and said, Master, have mercy on us, which was five words. 
um, the thief on the cross was right beside Jesus. And the disciples were with Jesus when he taught them to pray. So I think the main things that God is teaching me about this, and maybe you, is to apply our prayers for revival or for a movement of God or an expansion of God's kingdom or salvation of the lost or adoration of the glory of Christ or things that we need to draw us closer to God in our own life, that all kind of prayers, long, short, and medium, are acceptable that the closer we are to God, the simpler our prayers become. We need to be specific in our request. As 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, we're to pray without ceasing, have faith that God will believe and answer. John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So why? Because here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. So what I think I learned from this and wanted to share today is we should constantly be in communication with God. We should take time for those long prayers and praying through the night and begging God and and loving God and adoring God and worshiping Him. But there's also times when we're going to need to be very close and we're going to have specific needs that need immediate answers. And it's okay. And God delights in answering those types of prayers. And as we walk in prayer and pray without ceasing, I think that's a part of the element that sometimes we need to just pause and say, just asking God for wisdom when we get ready to go into a meeting or we're counseling with somebody about Christ or we're getting ready to witness to someone, asking that in a split second after praying all night, it's just another way to connect with God and to show him that we believe he will answer and we're looking forward to what he does. And the same thing to me is true with the prayers for revival. God wants us in revival. God wants his people to beg for it. He, he, he wants us to humble ourselves and call upon him and to trust in him. And I just pray that that's what we will do.